welcome to episode 390 of the Overlook Hour. I'm your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, is the man who is in Atlanta, Georgia. He's sitting there. I'm looking at him right now. We just talked about there being a slight delay because I'm wearing wireless earbuds, but I'm at home. Oh, there's much to discuss. It's Randy Michael Stat. That's me. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't mess with the wireless earbuds uh, on video calls mostly because there's like a probably like a couple milliseconds. Not really that bad. Hopefully, no one at home will notice. Well, Randy, if you were a fan and a steward of motor racing, as you should because of your father, yes, then you would know that every millisecond counts, baby. True, and I also live my life a quarter mile at at a time. Is that the quote? (laughs) Indeed. The quote that took Paul Walker to his grave. And also, Randy, remember, every millimeter counts as well, my friend. That's good to know. All right. So that's the thing. You get every inch. What the God, that was uh, Al Pacino. That any given Sunday. Did you ever see that? Uh, I don't think so. But speaking of uh, Al Pacino. Great ass. Not this movie. What movie was that? Devil's Advocate. Great ass. Yeah. Uh, I think it's from like Heat or something. Oh, could be heat. Yeah, could be heat. Are you reading? Uh, are you going to read Heat too? Uh, I don't know. I I got to rewatch Heat. Actually, I don't know if I've seen it in a very long time. Well, it's a very long picture, Randy. It's a good one, though, right? I don't even know if I've seen it in full, to be honest. Well, Randy, when we get to my picks here, uh, I read I, my two movies are two revisits. Hell yeah. Yeah, so I did a little, and they both, uh, weirdly enough, had a uh, connection uh, between those two. But we'll get into okay. that. But all right, so before we get into all this, Randy, uh huh, and I feel like we already got a, a couple of loose threads hanging there. We'll we'll close it out by the end. Let's explain why I sound the way that I sound, and why Russell and Oksana are not here. Uh, everything is fine. We are waiting. On baby. So that's where we are. Um, so that's when we're, we're only going to do one episode this week. And for the future, um, I don't know. Um, we're, we're still going to give you shows. Yeah. Uh, what that's going to look like, I don't know. So uh, let's just ride this ride together. And uh, that's just going to be the way that's going to be. Um, yeah. So Randy and I just wanted to knock out an episode this week. And when I say knock out, I mean deliver. Because it is 9 o'clock Randy's time, Eastern Standard. And uh, if you know anything about Randy, he's a night owl. So he is at the peak of his powers at 9 p.m. It's okay. I did have a uh, afternoon iced coffee today, so I'm still awake. Do you normally have an, an AF cough? That's what I'm calling that. If I know that I need to be up till at least like 10 or post 10, then I'll have one. But if I know that I can fall asleep at like nine, I usually will skip it. 
You know what I'll do instead, which is much worse. Um, I have been on a recent trend of at, at nine o'clock or later, um, eating a copious amount of fruity pebble cereal. It's a good, uh, it's a good dessert. I, I prefer cereal for dessert than a, uh, breakfast. I'm with you. You know, sometimes, sometimes you're okay with the, with a little bit of that sugary thing in the morning, but not always, you know? You you want to devour something, you know. That's why you. That's why the breakfast industry, you know, big egg, big sausage, big bacon. They were all in the big breakfast bed together. That, I mean, breakfast is one of the greatest marketing campaigns we ever came up with. I mean, you know, USA. Uh, Randy, how was your weekend? Uh, it was pretty good. I had a, uh, buddy in town who was living in New York for a little bit. Uh, I know him from playing music in California. We did a couple tours together. I toured with his band and quote unquote sold merch. And by that, I mean, uh, wasn't a ton of people to sell merch to at most of the shows, but that's kind of how it goes. And, uh, he's my buddy that I got really into, uh, now canceled Neil deGrasse Tyson's uh, Star Talk podcast, <laughs> which we would, uh, he'd be like my driving buddy at night. So him and I would like, you know, switch every four hours or something. And uh, we would just rock Neil deGrasse Tyson podcast for, for the whole night. But yeah, he was in town and we saw a couple movies and uh, watched a lot of comedy bang bang at the house, watched some birthday boys. The t- yeah. I wanted to rewatch it for some reason. I don't. I think uh, comedy bang bang clips started showing up on my Twitter feed for some reason. I don't know who I follow, but uh, yeah, it reminded me that I needed to uh, rewatch that show because it's a uh, it's a hoot. Where's it available? Uh, I think it's available on AMC Plus, but I'm watching it through Plex with commercials. It's on Plex. It is, yeah. I think, uh, you know, Plex is kind of uh, the place where people go to put uh, a lot of their movies that they get uh, from other means a lot of the times. And I think it aggregates a lot of stuff from other streaming services. So you can sometimes find uh, stuff that isn't, like, widely available on Plex. Oh, word. Look at that. Randy's contributing a little backdoor knowledge. All right. I do pay $5 a month for the uh, Plex account, though. Oh, look at you. Oh, it's a subscription? Yeah, you get, like, more features and stuff if you pay the pay the 5 and it's kind of a... I don't know, it's a good place. I also, like, uh, for a while would um, rip a lot of my actual physical Blu-rays and DVDs, so I have, like, back backup digital copies <clears throat> on there, too. It's a nice, uh, nice place to put all your, uh, all your files. Well, what's that cost you? Half a saw buck? Uh, well, I had to buy a, uh, a server to put them on. So I have a little like four terabyte server that they're on. That was Ooh. several hundred dollars, but that's a lot. That's a lot um, of TBs, dude. Yeah. You know, I, uh, it was a, when I was getting, uh, early into the, uh, the, I, IT career shift. I bought one and I figured I should set it up and try to figure out how to uh, work a remote server. So, well, 
remote in the sense that uh, I can access it remotely, but it's in my uh, house. Nerd shit. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. God, you nerds. I should have been a nerd. See, that's the problem. I was just raised wrong. I was just too stupid to know anything. <laughs> I mean, this is what this is what happens when you grow up with when you graduate with forty three people. You know, that's why everyone stays. What over a thousand? I don't know. Probably a couple hundred. Yeah, something like that. I think Russ said something like three thousand. Which again, we we know that he is. <laughs> he takes liberties. With numbers and figures. Also, uh, I, I didn't fully explain. Um, I don't have the hookups uh, that are necessary to plug in the uh, thing to my computer. See, I even called the thing the mixer into my computer. So we're just rocking this the way we are. Um, all right. Cool. Randy. I had a Popeye's black and chicken sandwich today. Oh, how is it? It's okay. Yeah. Is it uh, (laughs) a... Yeah, it's fried chicken. Uh, They have a spicy version and a classic version. Um, It's... All right. So I I do like a blackened sandwich. but, you know, typically, you know, I I, I would have blackened, uh, it would be a grilled fish. So yeah, the, the fried blackened, um, it's basically like a drier Nashville chicken. Okay. Just uh, with, a, with a little bit more. Um, you know, rounded heat opposed to, you know, that pop you get. So, yeah, I mean, that's it. That's the best way for me to explain it. It's okay. Um, I will tell you, their mac and cheese, very good. Okay. Very good yeah, mac and cheese. At a, at a Popeyes. Over to Popeyes. See, this, this is what happens. We talk about food when Russell's gone. We also talk yes. about. Jay Leno almost dying today. <laughs> Before we go to that, I uh, I do have uh, more to contribute to the uh, chain food talk. Oh, yes, my, please. My buddy Dave, who I spent the weekend with, he's also a big Doughboys listener. And he had mm-hmm. never been to Cookout either, nor had I. So we went to Cookout for uh, lunch one day. Pretty good. Pretty good uh, fast food burger. It, it you know, feels uh, the meat. It's pretty good quality. Feels a lot more legit than a, you know, McDonald's. And if you get the trays, which are like their combos, the sides you can get, you can get a corn dog for your side, or you could get like chicken tenders or a quesadilla. I mean, you could get fries too, but uh, it's pretty, it's a lot of food for like six bucks, seven bucks, something like that. It's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, now that's going to be the one thing that's going to make Russell more jealous than anything. <laughs> he's he's gonna he this this is their dream restaurant right here. But um, 
No, I, I know about the cookout. The cookout is, uh, it made its way to Mississippi not too long ago. Um, and, uh, I was not aware of it. And then my buddy was like, dude, it's, uh, you get a crazy amount of food for like no money. And uh, it's not that bad. I was like, all right. But, um, yeah. And, and it's always busy. Um, and of course, you know, it thrives in that college town, but, um, yeah, yeah, dude, I, I'm, I'm glad you went. I, I, uh, I still haven't been, but it sounds good. Yeah, that's pretty good. We uh, re-listened to the cookout episode that they did in the 8TL. It's good oh, stuff. Boy. They also talked about um, how, th- obviously this is false, but the funniest thing they said, because they have a lot of different uh, milkshakes flavors there, and uh, the one that they, oh, yeah. they came up with on the show is dog cum milkshake. Oh, boy. Yeah, right. that's Here the kind go. of a rough, rough. You're working when you got me and Clark on the show. That's it. Rough, rough. Uh, Randy, now I, I, I want to. How did you find out about Jay Leno almost dying today? I mean, this is this is a major thing, and we're burying the lead here because you know you know he's my hero. <laughs> I found out in a group. When did you? It was a screenshot. Uh, I don't know, around noon or so, just of an article saying that, uh, yeah, he, well, yeah, I think that was in our group chat. I think it appeared later in another oh, group yeah. chat. I was in. The TMZ. Yeah, yeah. All right. I thought it honestly. was onion for a second when I first saw it. I was like, no, yes, that's legit. Yes. When I saw this, I, I blurt laughed. <laughs> really? It's funny. It's a funny picture. You can't, I look, Jay Leno's made his mistakes. All right, I want to be very clear here. I am pro Conan until the day that I die. All right, you, there's no question. If there's two camps, yes, I'm in Conan's camp. Don't ever question me about that. But Leno's not the devil. Okay, I like Leno, and he was a hell of a comedian. And you know, he does his own thing, and he made a great movie with Pat Morita called Collision Course, talked about it a long time ago. It's a five-star film. Sure, there's a lot of racial slurs. But, you know, the time was the time, and Jay has learned. That doesn't mean that his penance is almost being exploded in his bored jalopy, or whatever he was in. So do you know what happened? I, I haven't heard anything else. Was he driving and it fucking blew up or something? No idea. I honestly didn't read any of the articles either. <laughs> I, I did see it was a gas leak or something. Um, okay. and, but I will also, I did read something. And it's also said, um, but anytime I, anytime I read something and it's quote from Jay Leno, of course, Jay Leno voice. And so yeah. I read the thing and it was just like, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna take me about two to three weeks to recover. <laughs> <laughs> Because he he had to cancel shows because he's oh, yeah. always working casinos on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Uh, I should have seen him before. I should I should have seen him. I still go. Uh, is he Randy? Let's look up Jay Leno's tour. Tour day? Is he touring? Yeah. I mean, probably not for a while. I almost wrote tour fire. Oh, bro, he's uh, he, he's got a show in five days. <laughs> really? I don't think he's making that one. 
Riverwind Casino. Where is that? Oh, Norman, Oklahoma. All right. Merry Christmas to me and you. All right. Um, I don't know. I hope Jay Leno's okay. They said badly burned. I don't know. That's, dude. I've been not badly burned, and that's not fun. So I hope Jay's okay. All right. Yeah, we wish um, okay. Now, Randy, again, you know, I, I want to thank you for your flexibility today uh, for us throwing this together because that's what we do. All right. We're both startup guys. You know what I mean? We build the plane sure. while we're flying it, baby. So you were flexible enough. To, uh, to, to, to take in David Lynch this week. So, uh, nice. I greatly appreciate it. So, um, you know, let's, uh, let's go ahead and bring him in. All right. Let's do it. David. <laughs> uh, what, I don't think he's showing up this week. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We, we, we both bought him a flight and everything, but maybe it uh, got delayed. I hear that Delta might be going on a, uh, a strike. So. Wait, how did he? How did he get to your house? You don't even pick him up. No, I. Uh, he, he takes an Uber, then he uh, expenses it on the uh, Overlook <laughs> Hour LLC. <laughs> yeah, dude, we're on that carbon car, dude. Um, yeah. So uh, here's what happened. We tried to play the clip. It didn't play. <laughs> so we had to cut Lynch. Um, so yeah, there we go. Uh, boy, we tried. Randy, do you remember what song he, he talked about today? I don't because I didn't even listen to the whole thing yet. So it's a surprise <laughs> to all of us. Hell yeah, dude. I love it. Fly by night. Rush. All right. Randy, anything else up top for, uh, we go to your movies, dude? Uh, no, I don't think so. All right. Now. I didn't even ask you how many how many movies you got. I got two. They'll both probably is be one rather quick. Or, or is one one that I think it is? Uh, probably not. No, I could mention it though. Yeah, let's talk about that. If you're uh, talking about the Banshees of Inisherin, I did see that uh, yeah. yesterday. Uh, good old 10.45 a.m. screening. Hell and, yeah. Uh, yeah, we talked about it, what, last week? Uh, two weeks ago? Something like that? Yeah. The new yeah. Martin McDonough film. Uh, very good. Very much enjoyed it. I obviously had known already a good portion of what it was about going in. Because uh, I don't think I'd really seen a trailer for it. I don't really know if that played before anything that I can think of. Um, but um, it it played that. before. Yeah, it played before uh, a big movie. I think Halloween or some shit. Oh, weird. I I also had been uh, yeah. skipping trailers recently at AMC and getting there uh, pretty much right when Nicole Kidman uh, does her thing. So I probably missed that one. I keep seeing I the menu trailer. I'm sick of seeing that trailer. I've seen it maybe fifteen times now. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Banshees was really good. I uh, really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, you know, it's uh, not the, you know, the ending. 
not the, I don't know. I, about like 45 minutes in, I was like, there's no way this movie can end like satisfyingly or like in a good way. You know, I felt like it just kind of ended, if that makes sense. Well, okay. I get it. But here's here's how I, I I'll, I'll turn that. What in this film and what about their existence is good and or satisfying? That's true. It, yeah. it is just, it is, you know, just and I think that kind of, yeah. Also, how beautiful was that island? I'll tell you, I'd stay there today. Yeah, no, it, it looked great. Uh, kind of surprised because I had heard that it's just about like sad people on a island uh, outside of Ireland. And uh, yeah, it looks beautiful. It's not like, super like bleak looking or gloomy um yeah it looks really great i thought the very first shot of colin farrell on screen he looks super goofy for some reason which i obviously is intentional i don't know if he's like wearing a wig or whatever he he throughout the movie he looks less goofy but that first yeah. scene was like it was like very bright and he just like looked very like smiley and like yeah looked like he was wearing a wig or something um Looked really goofy, but yeah, really, uh, really enjoyed it. Barry Keegan uh, plays another weirdo creep. Um, I don't know. I just love his his mannerisms in his performances. Like, there's, yeah, very, a, a lot going on uh, with him. And like, you could tell he's very anxious and really wears that. Do you think, uh, do you think he's a, is it Meisner that does the uh, the animals? Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe, yeah. You know what? What would be uh, what would be Keegan's animal? Oh, I don't know. What's what's a uh, what's a fidgety a- animal? Yeah, he's he's kind of he's always like twitching, right? And he's like yeah. he scratches sometimes. Yeah, he's like moving his like, arms and his hands like behind his back, and yeah. He feels oh, very that, that'd be like a- very sweet at the same time. Like a shaved poodle. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you know, because uh, they yeah. get cold. You know, sure. twitching, scratching, you know. Yep. Definitely a dog. Definitely definitely a, a little toy dog. See that? That's what yeah. I would say. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I've yeah. got a whole bunch, you know, to add since uh, you already talked about it. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. It'd be, you know, good to see more Martin McDonough movies. Um, uh, what was when did three billboards come out? Was that like five years ago? Something like that. Feels like kind of a yeah, long dude. Time. Uh, I actually watched it not too long ago. Um, oh, really? I, I bought it. It was like four bucks. I was like, yeah, I'll watch it. It's you know, it's it's never what I want it to be. But Sam Rockwell, man, come on, just nailed it. Uh, yeah, man, was, yeah, uh, this is. Uh, I was thinking about three billboards when uh, I saw um, his new one and my friend Dave was asking me about it because he hadn't seen it. And I was like, you know what? I haven't really thought about that movie since I saw it. So he's like, well, you rated it four stars on Letterboxd apparently. I was like, well, I I, I guess I probably really liked it right after I saw it when I rated it. But I don't know. I don't remember it too well, but um, I don't know. I'd like to do like a... uh, rewatch of most of his movies and do a, uh, you know, a ranking. I I think this may be his best movie. 
and it may be my favorite. Um, I, you know, in Bruges is in Bruges, you know, yeah. and it's also cool guy town. And again, I am, I'm not the mayor of cool guy town, but, uh, I'm, I'm happily serving as, as an, as an alderman or something, you know, uh, county supervisor, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm in cool town. This is not cool town. And, and it's great, no. man. I, I hope, uh, also, um, Brittany Gleason, is, are his fingers that big? Enormous uh, fingers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I thought that the, the whole, uh, you know, the finger thing looked, looked pretty good. And, uh, you could definitely tell it was like a, uh, prosthetic, you know, so it was kind of like maybe a little bit odd shaped. Um, but I think you're just talking about his fingers just in general. Yeah, they're enormous. I, yeah. And also, you know, the, the prop fingers, you know, beef them up. But because uh, if, if I were to cut my fingers off, Randy, and throw them at your door, it would not echo. You would not hear my fingers. You may hear a... That, that's what you hear. I also just found out that Martin McDonough, uh, his partner is Phoebe Waller-Bridge. From uh, Fleabag. Did not know that. Oh, she's exhausting. I like her. I, I can't get into the Fleabag. Yeah. You know why? She's too crass. It's a very crass show. I thought that too, the first episode. And then I, so I watched it. I tried watching it once and I couldn't get past the first episode. because I kind of thought the same thing. And then I watched yeah, it again. And then I got past that. And then I, I loved it. By the time it was it was over, it was a great show. I just you know just to, and I get it. Okay, if you want to you want to be cute, you want to start. Oh, we're gonna start with butt or whatever. Okay, do your thing. But you know, just you know, pay your penance. You may lose a couple of people. That's all I'm saying. And you know what? As of right now, you've lost me. Okay, you got to work to the crass. You don't start with crass. There's a formula. All right. Speaking of formula, we got a formula to the show. So Randy Michael, two movies. Yeah. Uh, one I actually saved from last week because uh, I figured that this situation would, would happen where I didn't have much to talk about. Uh, but I watched the new yeah. Claire Denis film, uh, Stars at Noon, which is on Hulu yeah. right now. Uh, starring Margaret Qualley and Joe Alwyn and um, Benny Safdie, who plays a character that just goes by CIA man on uh, IMDb. And uh, this movie is based off of a book uh, called The Stars at Noon by Dennis Johnson, which I have not read. And I hear that the movie, um, it, the movie sets, the plot of the book in modern times. So they're kind of like dealing with uh, a little bit of pandemic stuff. I believe they probably shot it pretty early on in a COVID pandemic, Uh, but it takes place in Argentina and Margaret Qualley's character is a journalist in uh, present present day Nicaragua, where she meets Joe Alwyn's character. uh, Randy, Randy, stop. 
Yes. Uh, very good pronunciation. Okay, yeah, I, I wasn't sure if it was just Alan or if it was Alwyn. No, I was talking about Nicaragua. Oh, nice. Yeah, I still don't know how to pronounce uh, the actor's name. But uh, yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're, yeah, they're in, they're in Nicaragua, and she is a journalist who is there for, we don't really know why, and... um the Daniel character, he is like this very like high class uh businessman of some sort. Uh he's English and like they're uh they meet and she they uh they have sex a couple times and they hang out. And yeah, uh yeah. you can tell that there's some some shit going down uh where they are and that they need to kind of escape the country. And there's a scene where they kind of uh try to get away and uh you keep thinking like something's going to something bad is going to happen, but nothing really does. If that makes sense. It kind of, if you've seen many Claire Denis films, uh, I'd say that they're, most of them are like pretty subtle. I really dug high life, uh, which was like a sci-fi, uh, movie she did with, um, Robert Pattinson a couple of years ago, which is quite a bit different than this, but, um, I think 35 shots of rum she did, uh, which is really, really good. I really, uh, enjoy that one. Um, and Tinder sticks, the band did the soundtrack for that movie and this movie. And I think it's my favorite part of the movie. It really like kind of sets the mood and the tone for it. Um, I'm going to try and play a part of it and see if it actually plays through, uh, the same setup that I use every week that just isn't working this week. But, um, it's good. It's like kind of jazzy, kind of like mysterious. And it's just, uh, it feels kind of like improvisational, like jazzy too. Um, yeah, there's, there's a ton, um, of music from them in the movie. And, uh, yeah, it just, really uh, David Lynch would, yeah. David Lynch would like this for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, if it weren't for the music, I don't know if I would be as into the movie. Like I said, it kind of like sets the tone early on for like this sort of like uneasy, sort of like drifting feeling you have throughout the movie. Um, and it kind of, uh, yeah, kind of just holds the movie uh, for me a little bit. Margaret Qualley is really good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I never like got a feeling that I knew what was actually happening in the movie or what they were trying to escape. But I don't know. It's, it's a, it's, it's rather long. It's a little over two hours, I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's like, this is a solid like three-star uh, movie for me. Wish I liked it more. but uh, You never knew who they were running from? Not really. Like, you got a sense that, like, there was sort of like a desperation to, like, get out of what, like, you could feel it emotionally. But, like, plot-wise, I never really, like, understood what was happening. <laughs> um, I almost that, rented this yeah. the other day. Oh, I almost nice. rented this Hulu, the other yeah. day. Yeah, if you have Hulu, it's on Hulu. Um, and I, I watched the trailer, and that's why I didn't watch it. Yeah, it might be yeah a little frustrating for some, but um, yeah, really. But I, uh, I wanted to watch it. You know, yeah. Margaret Qualley. I, I like looking at her face. You know, yeah. she's also very talented. Uh, and that was really the only reason. 
But yeah. was this is this like a is this a sneaky A twenty four? It is A twenty four, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those ones that uh, A24, I don't know if they just are distributing it. I don't know if they um, had anything to do with the production of it. But yeah, sometimes they pick up like smaller movies and they do it no favors besides. I guess getting it distributed is a is a good favor, but besides that, they don't really like do much to advertise it. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they throw some just in the gutter. Uh, but you know, come Ari Aster, they fucking splooge all over the floor. Having said that, the, the Joaquin thing, of course, of course, I'm excited, but still. What's the Joaquin thing? Isn't he making a movie with Joaquin right now? Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot that, uh, (laughs) he was in that. That's supposed to be very long too, which I guess makes sense for Ari Aster. I mean, you know, look, man, just don't look. I again, if you're three hours, good, be three hours. If you're two hours, come on, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta show me something. All right, don't yeah, be, don't great. be bloated, man. You know, we can get this shit done in ninety minutes, and we can get it done beautifully. Okay, fucking know your role. That's all I'm saying. Randy, continue. I saw a movie by uh two directors uh who we talk up on the yeah who we talk about on this show uh quite a bit because uh they've made some good movies and we tried to do an interview with them and uh I, I, I won't say anything about it because oh, I uh, I'm not no. not trying to rub anything in but I saw the new Benson and Moorhead movie uh something in the dirt uh on Friday night at the uh, Plaza Theater here in Atlanta. And uh, yeah, it's a, you know, they they both t- uh, are the main characters in it. It takes place in LA. Uh, there are neighbors in this building, uh, which seems to be very close to an airport. Um, there's a lot of like, <laughs> shots of an airport and like there's uh, always a fire happening uh, in, the, in the background of their apartment building. And uh, I really like the buildup of this movie especially having gone to LA a bunch in the last couple of years when like the fires are just like a thing, you know, that like, it's very just like, it's just in the background. You can see it like right next to your house pretty much or like, you know, friends houses and you're just like, well, I guess this is just, this is just life now. Um, so I really liked all the setup for it. Um, yeah, it gets into some weird, like, paranormal uh, stuff that happens in one of their units of this apartment complex. And then they're kind of trying to discover what's going on and they're shooting a documentary um, about it and it gets kind of meta. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I really like them as actors. I think they're pretty good and, you know, they've worked together uh, in many ways and I think they are, you know, their chemistry is really good. And I like, seeing them on screen and I like, uh, you know, seeing what they come up with. But I think this one also didn't really, uh, I don't know, didn't really connect too much, uh, with me either. It, um, I don't know. I felt like I, it didn't really, uh, escalate too much. Um, you kind of see the thing that is happening in the apartment and then, you know, they go down like a bunch of like conspiracy theory rabbit holes, which is like kind of interesting, but yeah, the like 
the thing that is happening is kind of just, I don't know. I felt like I needed a little bit more from it. Randy, I, I have a question, sir. Because th- yeah. this is this is a theme that I'm seeing today. You know, yeah. and and I, I'm I'm wondering if we're if we're seeing a change in, in young Randall Michael Staff. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you're this is not French New Wavy of you, dude. To uh, there's been two movies today where you've you've been wanting more. You need more out of the ending. What the, this is not the Randy I know. Randy, I know wants to. He wants the unknown. Yeah, what's I like, happening? I like an ambiguous ending, but um, I don't know. I think maybe there just wasn't enough to carry me through into an Im- ambiguous ending. Oh, um, you need more titties. Yes. Um, yeah, I get it. Yeah, it. Uh, it. You're gonna hate it, but it, it kind of reminded me of uh, a much less heady version of Primer. Just the kind of like two dudes, you know, hanging One out cup. into a weird sci-fi situation, trying to like figure out what's going going on. But um, yeah. Also, did Gross. you notice uh, Sarah Dina Smith was in this movie? You saw it, right? Or did you? No, I haven't seen this actually. Okay, yeah, Sarah Dina Smith, uh, who directed uh, The Midnight Swim, is in it as well. Oh, she's she's an actor. She is, yeah, which uh, I didn't actually clock it while watching the movie. And then when I was uh, pulling up the IMDb, I was like, oh, yeah, that was her. Um, she's not in it a lot, but yeah. I think uh, Russell Knox on Osalis, but I, I forgot that you hadn't seen it yet. Yeah, I don't watch movies anymore, dude. Hell yeah. Just sports? Dude, sports is almost... Well, it's not almost almost over. We got one more race and we got a few more games, but I don't know, man. You know, I, you, you, you focus on the few months of the year, but then after a few months, you're like, I'm tired. I and hear then, the, yeah, I hear the Bulldogs are doing good. Bro, I don't care about the Bulldogs, dude. I, sh- I should, though, apparently. No, they're doing they're they're doing very well. Well, you're not you're not close to Athens. You're in Georgia Tech Town. Oh, is that a different team? Very different. They're the Yellow Jackets, dude. Oh shit! Never mind. Georgia Tech is an excellent institution. Um, they're they have uh, not a good football team this year. Uh, they really? fired their head coach. But also, uh, there was a. I don't think. I don't think it's going to happen to them, but uh, Deion Sanders uh, may go. I know that name. To uh, them. Everybody knows Deion, dude. Deion's coaching now. He's great. I'm more of a Deion Cole kind of guy. As you should. Dude, I'm glad. Deion Cole's killing it on the uh, Old Spice commercials. (laughs) I don't think I've seen him. I don't watch a whole lot of uh, actual TV. Oh, dude. They're all over. I don't know where I see him, but. I, yeah, it would be TV. Where else would I see him? Sports. Yeah, dude, he's he's all over the Old Spice commercials. It's great. Hell yeah. Um, all right. So, Randy, for reasons I, I don't know, mm-hmm. I had a very weird double feature. Now, this double feature, and also to, to our faithful listeners, I, I apologize 
But yes, and I, I, I thought this would happen. That we're not going to talk about a horror film on this episode. <laughs> now, I'm, I had, I was going to watch one. Um, I will not name it, but it's on a network that may or not, may not rhyme with Schmutter. And I was going to watch that. Didn't work out. And for whatever reason, I have a strange double feature that I have seen actually only one of these movies once and I had never seen the second. Okay. So I don't have a horror movie, but I have one Brian De Palma film. So how does that sound? Oh yeah. Sounds good. Before we, before we get to De Palma, Randy, we got the Coens. Okay. Inside Lewin Davis, my favorite Coen brothers. Nope. Nope, that's the. All right, I'll give you two other choices. What other Coen Brothers movie do you think I just rewatched on a whim? The Lady Killers. Nope, I do love The Lady Killers, though. I am a staunch defender of The Lady Killers. Uh, Barton Fink. Nope, but that's a good guess. Miller's Crossing. How nice. Um, I had been wanting to rewatch this for a long time uh, because. People talk about this all the time. And when I watched this in college, I don't think it, it didn't really, I was like, okay, that's fine. It didn't register with me. Um, and then more and more people are like Miller's Crossing, Miller's Crossing, you hear about it. And man, the dialogue is just incredible. And uh, I had been talking, I've been trying to not talk like that uh, since I've seen the movie. Um, you know, it's great. Um, and just Albert Finney, um, Albert Finney is a badass. You don't really like see him. You always see him as an old man because he has an old man face. I don't know how old Albert Finney was in during Miller's Crossing because Miller's Crossing is what? 1990. So Albert Finney was born. Randy, you good? Oh, yeah. Randy was he was born in 1936. So 1990. What is that? So how old was he? 1990, 1936. He was 54. He was 54. Dude, he didn't look, he was not a good looking 54 year old. He looked 65 at least, but he was, he was a uh, fleet of foot and uh, he was a, uh, he was, uh, he was badass guy. Uh, you know, climbing on the roof of the house and then, uh, you know, dangling down there and uh, that uh, great shootout scene. But, you know, Gabriel Byrne, uh, I, I think that the thing that really got me is just, um, you know, the the moral ambiguity catching up and then he slips away again and it's just, um, I don't know, man. It, it was, uh, just a beautifully constructed, uh, story. Everything is great. Dialogue. It's fun. It's a, come on, man. It's a classic. It's, uh, when's the last time you seen Miller's Crossing? Uh, I was trying to remember. Uh, can't really think of it. It's been, yeah, been forever. John Turturro, uh, uh 
you you got all the uh, the Cohen. You know, most of your Cohen uh, boys are in this thing. Um, now, John Polito. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh my god. How could we talk? Also, let me tell you something right now, Randy Michaelstadt. Marsha Gay Harden back in the day, slinging some heat back then. And also, she was she was two time in there, but even talking about she uh, in the film was talking about sleeping with her brother, played by John Turturro. What a sawdry film. Yeah, I don't remember that. Uh, but John Polito, um, he's the guy, he, he's he been, God, he's, uh, he was in a bunch of uh, Coen Brothers movies. John Polito was in 225 movies. Um, he plays the other uh, big boss outside of Albert Finney. They get by, it's a neo-noir, right? So, Everything is it is overly convoluted, and the the beginning of this film, one hundred percent, is like it's an inverse of The Godfather in a certain way, hmm. um, where it opens up in a very similar way, where you've got one guy who's obviously the boss on one side of the desk and another. Who also had a very similar facial uh, mustache. Um, I don't think that was by accident, by the way. It, it's spilling his beans on the other side, begging for the guy to do something, you know. And it was just, it was great. And God, the first five minutes of this movie, um, you're you're just off to the races, and you just you get immersed in that dialogue immediately. And it's just, uh, it's just, some, it's just a fun. And again, the, 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 the noir aspect of it, um, the names it's you're, you're, you're purposefully in a daze while watching it. I truly think that's part of the whole, uh, charm of a noir is to just bang you around because you, you don't know. And it's, it's great. And it's just, uh, man, it's fun. Miller's Crossing. Go watch it. It's wonderful. Now, Randy, here's where it gets a little weird. If you remember in Miller's Crossing, a big part of Miller's Crossing, the whole impetus of the fight between you know the big families, everybody banging heads, was about fixing fights, fixing uh-huh. boxing matches. Randy, just out of the blue, I didn't even think about this because I didn't even know this movie was about fixing boxing matches. But if I'm talking Brian De Palma and I'm talking fixing botches, boxing matches, I'm talking about Snake Eyes from 1998, which I thought I had seen. And I am happy to report I had never seen Snake Eyes. Um, dude, Snake Eyes kind of rules, dude. Uh, it's pretty good. That's the one that has like the uh, really long, like opening scene, right? It's like all like one one shot. The first twenty minutes, I think, okay. um, yeah. are are a steady cam. That's right. Yeah, and it's 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 made to look like one continuous shot. It's yeah. beautiful. It, it's great. Um, but there there are a couple of uh, there are a couple tricks in there. Um, sure. But it it's seamless. It's seamless. It's great. Um, Dude, yeah, I mean, look, De Palma's going to do what De Palma does. And let me tell you yep. something. 
the camera is doing acrobats during this whole movie. And I mean, there's a scene where Gary Sinise is like uh, holding something. It's, I think he's on his phone or something. And it's clearly like on a track. And we see like a wall moving on a track, but it's supposed to be like him walking. Like, all right, De Palma, this is cute. But this, I don't know. I have my issues with De Palma. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 just, I don't understand. He gets too cute. Yeah. And no, I just, I don't know if, I don't know if I get it. And if I do get it, I guess I do get it and I don't care. That's why I don't get it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Ex- ex- explain to me, Brian De Palma, Randy. Where do you sit on it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think the thing that I like about Brian De Palma most is that he's like just a, a visual stylist. You know, like there's always something to to latch on to visually with, like you mentioned, just cool camera stuff. And honestly, the only thing I remember about Snake Eyes is the opening like 20 minutes of the movie. I don't really remember what it's about or what happens, but I really remember that opening. Because because it goes into very, very familiar action 1990s territory. Yeah. It, it becomes run of the mill. I, I will admit that. Um I still think it's a whole lot of fun. Um, and cause Nick Cage is, is, you know, being bananas, uh, yeah. for most of it. But then, you know, he, he really, he, he sort of grounds it in the third act. Um, and then it goes <laughs> off the rails again, but, um, it's, yeah, the first 20 minutes are great. And also, you know, he, he peppers in some other cute stuff there. Uh, the color palette, though, in this is fantastic, um, and I, I think that you know it absolutely is you know part of you know De Palma's um, you know stylistic uh, attributes, and so I and I love that it it took place in this one arena. Um, you know, it was supposed to be Atlantic City. I think they filmed it in like Montreal or something. Um, but it was in this one arena. That's it. Um, I love that. And, um, you know, an assassination attempt, a lot of stuff going on. And also they do the, uh, the Rashomon, uh, storytelling aspect, oh, okay. um, yeah, yeah. for a little bit. So that's, that's also peppered in there as well. Uh, so it's, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot here. Uh, yeah, it's pulpy. Uh, yeah, it's dumb. Uh, sure. Sure, you knew Sinise was going to do it as soon as you saw Gary Sinise was in the movie. What, of course, what did you think? Um, but it's still fun. And, uh, man, I, I'll watch Snake Eyes anytime anybody want to watch Snake Eyes. It's, uh, I, I had a great time with it, but you know, and you know, I, I it's something about those, especially 90s action movies, um. It, you know, going into the early 2000s, but uh, I, I can't get enough of that stuff, you know? Like, The Fugitive is, is one of my favorite movies of all time. And uh, it's just, uh, I don't know, man. I love it. Snake Eyes. Nice. Randy, you should rewatch it. It's fun. There's some good stuff in there. Yeah, I got to rewatch both of those. Um, probably won't do the same double feature, but uh, yeah, both uh, need to watch for sure. 
I'll tell you, it was a pretty good double feature, and I think I did it the right way. I uh, I opened with Miller's Crossing and closed with Snake Eyes. Eh, I don't know. I kind of like that. Yeah, you could open with Snake Eyes and go. I don't know. How would you play that, Randy? Uh, you know what I was thinking when you were talking about neo noirs and uh, you know the the convoluted plots and kind of just being along for the ride. Been wanted to rewatch Inherent Vice. Like maybe do inherent vice with one of these. I feel like it might work better with a snake eyes. Oh, inherent vice? Yeah. Because I think I think, dude, I don't know, man. Back to back sort of noir things would just kind of beat me up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I think that's why I liked doing Snake Eyes after Miller's Crossing, because you know, you're 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 not trying to keep an inventory in your head. Um, and then you can just like, oh, instead of me doing math and trying to figure out everything, let me just watch all these camera movements. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty much it. No split screen though. No, uh, yes. Split screen or no, uh, split diopter. I don't think so. Interesting. Also. Randy, as you know, I am, uh, I am about as big of a mission impossible fan. Uh, as one oh, can yeah. be. And I know that you are as well, as we wait anxiously uh, for the next Mission Impossible film. Uh, but I, I will say, his was the worst one. Really? We do the first one? Yeah. Okay. Mission Impossible okay. 1 stinks. It's all right. I've, I've rewatched it in the last like five years or so. I still like it, but yeah, it's probably not not as good as the uh, later ones. Dude, fucking, fucking, what's his name on the train at the end? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it, oh, it gets God. goofy. And, yeah, the effects uh, <laughs> aren't, aren't up to par. Uh, as oh man, are. yeah. Dude, the new ones. I mean, you just can't get that good. You know, Tom Cruise, it. dude. We stand him. I mean, let me see. Love him to death. Randy, we're about to hit, we're going to hit this thing. Actually, eh, we'll hit it under an hour. We did, see, I told you, I told you I'd give you under an hour, baby. Hell yeah. We did. Um, so, we did it. Um, again, uh, we will see you next week. Um, you know, we'll, we'll keep you updated on uh, our medias and whatnot. Um, and also, you know, half of you. Uh, probably just look Texas or something. I don't know. And by half, I mean you know, thirty million people will will Texas because sixty million people listen to this show. So uh, we'll be busy answering all of your questions. But um, yep. So uh, we'll see you next week, Randy. Any words to leave our lovely listeners with? Uh, no, I don't think so. I uh, if you've been listening to the show lately, I've I've been trying to fit some drops in. There wasn't any today. I didn't feel too goofy today uh, but we'll get some more in uh i'll get just one to uh to lead us out go get a job at fucking mcdonald's we'll see, see you next week. week thank you for listening to this episode of the overlook hour and if you would like to hear more please subscribe to us on apple podcast spotify or whatever your podcatcher of choice is and while you're there Go ahead and give us a rating and or a review, which is a very easy way for you to support this show uh, that we bring to you every week for years now, free of charge. And as always, you can find us on YouTube at The Overlook Theater, 
Instagram at The Overlook Theater, Facebook at The Overlook Hour, and Twitter at The Overlook Hour. Last but not least, you can send us your emails and tell us how much you like or dislike the show at overlookhour at gmail.com. And if you're nice, maybe we'll uh, read them on the show. I've been your engineer, Randy Statt. Please join me along with Clark, Russell, and Oksana again next time. Bye.